0: And songwriter based in Dublin, Ireland. She has shared the stage with the likes of Susan O'Neill, Amac, and Neve Sandwich, to name a few. Her band, Totten, have played festivals Electric Picnic, Beat Yard, and Body and Soul, Main Stage, and they've been releasing music since 2018. They are just about to release new music I can't wait to ask her about.
1: Um, I started in church like if I go back to the days years and years and years ago I think I was like 12 or something Um, I was kind of forced to join the church choir so that's kind of how I started singing my mom would be like yeah you have to go sing because all the girls my age would be in the church choir and they'll be singing. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I started singing. And then my choir leader at the time, he was very strict on me. So I think he's seen like potential in me in some form or way or something like that. So mm-hmm. he was very strict on me. And then in the middle of all that craziness, I just fell in love with singing. You know, I just couldn't see myself doing anything else. So that's kind of how it started for me in, in church years ago.
0: Wow, that's, that's cool, though. It's like proper, like from the roots, you know. Oh, like, Literally, kinda... yeah. I love like you know it was it like gospel and that kind of oh yeah oh stuff, yeah like? definitely
1: from the roots like gospel kind of like Aretha Franklin kind of like really soulful church stuff yeah I loved it
0: yeah oh I kind of missed God. it yeah
1: in a while yeah it's really good.
0: I've always wanted to like join a gospel choir, but it just has never really been one locally from where where I've been. yeah I'm
1: actually I went back because I wanted to go back to choir um after being away with it for years, so I'm actually I joined the African gospel choir.
0: Oh wow! Last okay.
1: Year. Um. Yeah, I joined them last year, and um, it's been amazing. It's just so, something I needed. So I'm really happy I did that.
0: Yeah, it's like just kind of connecting you to your roots again. Like exactly. Right?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It Brings me back to like connecting to God, and like I'm very, I'm quite religious. I wouldn't say very, but I, I try to be religious. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was just good. So it was good to get my faith back together.
0: Yeah, at this time of in what's happening now in the world, like we kinda need to have faith in something, you know. Of course,
1: yeah. You know, something
0: to kinda keep us focused and give us hope and
1: hundred percent, yeah.
0: You know. And how has it worked online? Have you been able to like has it been like obviously you said you joined last year but, but it was yeah. been in the middle of COVID kind of?
1: It was when did I it was literally December. December not last year, the year before. And then, like, nothing was really happening then. And then COVID happened. So, but with COVID, we actually got loads done. So, we'd rehearse every second Saturday, like, through Zoom for choir. And then, um, what else have we been doing in choir? We had, like, a gig, like, a live gig that they usually do every year with the choir. And we did it. We actually went to draw it and did the gig, but there's just no audience. It was kind of like a live stream thing. There's a lot of live stream things this year, and I'm actually, like, very happy that it happened, you know. Like it was giving musicians the chance to do something, do you know.
0: Yeah. So, um, I was very
1: happy because I really miss gigs. I miss it so
0: much. I know it's it's such a it's such a form of expression for us, and it's like we're kind of lost without it. It's almost yeah. like you know, the other way they say, like you know, it's like going to therapy. It's like our version of therapy in a sense, like do you 100%, know.
1: one hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree. Like I remember the start of COVID because I usually gig a lot, and when. Covid happened at the start of the first um, lockdown or the first wave or whatever. Um, I was in the middle of touring, and they got cut short, so it was really like really sad. But then I was also like very thankful because no one, no one, lots of my mates never got a chance to gig, so I was happy that I did get a few shows in. You know,
0: I actually was at. I was actually at one of your gigs on that tour. I was at the gig in Crane Lane.
1: Oh yes, in Cork, that was probably that was my favorite gig. Hundred percent. It was
0: unbelievable. It was so buzzing, like, and it was really yeah. packed, and like the crowd was so energetic, and they were just loving your music. And
1: stop! It was the best gig, definitely for me, um, of the gigs I played on tour. Probably one of my favorite gigs ever, ever. Amazing. It was yeah, it was just a so crowd. You know, the crowd were just amazing, and it was just such a nice feeling. And like, oh, I just I felt on top of the world. I remember that feeling. and I remember being on stage, and just you know especially doing dance music and live music and just to get a response from people dancing and loving it and shouting and whatever, it just makes you feel a different kind of way. So, um, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite gigs.
0: I, I think that was my first time seeing you live.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: I never saw you before. Like, and I just was like, wow, this is so cool. Like obviously I heard your recordings and stuff, but like, it was just, yeah, thank it you was so just much. really good. And I was actually, I was looking, um, a photo I think you had up you took it on stage of the crowd and I was trying yeah. to and I found myself and my partner mm. and my friend were, were in the well my, I didn't actually see my friend in the picture but the other two of us were in the picture I was like there we are and then I was like oh my god that was like just before the whole COVID thing went crazy I think we could have
1: got COVID I was like oh, like looking at looking at pictures now it's like how are we all that close Do you know like I'd be looking even watching TV sometimes and be watching videos of people I don't know I was watching something the other day it was yesterday today and I was like how like are we all that close it's gonna be it's gonna take years for people to like normalize being close again you know
0: Yeah, definitely like I mean I was always kind of a bit of a germaphobe anyway like especially in the winter just only because before I went back to college especially and and now I would be the same but like um I was gigging and Mm. I was teaching that was like literally my everything that was ever so if if I got sick and lost my voice god yeah you know it's the same for you like it's you, you can't yeah, game over, like, well, yeah. I was always like, I always had the hand sanitizer in my lessons and of course
1: my no one used
0: it, but I, I was like, yeah, <laughs> and don't come to <laughs> class if you have a sniffle, like, you know,
1: because you, know, you would, it's your job, you know, like some people can still work from home, but like if you're a vocalist, if you're sick, you're sick, you know, you have to like rest your voice. Like I actually, that happened to me a few weeks ago. I was down in, um, I don't know if you heard of Burnicle um, in Clare. So- it's like it was like a songwriting camp for a week long um in county clare and oh i did
0: hear about that maybe saw you posted about it or something yeah
1: probably i probably did post about it but um yeah i was honest i was there for a week in clare and it was like full-on like songwriting camp like it was like full-on military camp like it was full-on like fun like it was amazing yeah but and um, because I'm in college and I'm studying for my exams, I've been singing a lot because I'm in my family here in BIM. And I was practicing a lot for my solo exam and just loads and loads of songs. And my voice was so tired, like my voice hasn't been overworked that that long. And just because I'm not used to talking to people or gigging as much, my voice is not used to all that madness. So the week after the week of my parental, I lost my voice in Claire. Like I, I couldn't sing for like, no. yeah, it was like three nights of live stream gigs. Um, so like from Monday to Thursday, you were writing and writing with people and talking to people and trying to form songs and stuff like that. So my voice was already like so tired from that. And then the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're gigging and um, literally lost it on the Saturday. I had to take a break. No, on the Friday, I had to take a break and I couldn't sing. I literally couldn't talk to anyone. Like oh that was God. the worst I've ever had my voice because I was just but then I was just thinking, I was like, Prior to this I had a gig like four or five times a week maybe it's like if I had a crazy week you know my voice would hold up and I do a lot of belts and stuff so I just couldn't believe my voice literally let me down but it's just because of Covid and I'm not used to gigging you know or singing that much so it was just really weird times but it made me realise myself like vocal health is so important you know.
0: 100% and I think as well like I know you you obviously had like an amazing time at the songwriting camp, like um collaborating with all the other artists that were there, which yeah. you can tell us about in a sec. Um, but just maybe that extra bit of pressure as well. Did you feel the pressure kind of oh, to, you know, perform and like produce something good when you were I with was the
1: so, It was crazy. I remember I usually wouldn't be like the biggest lyricist. And when I write my songs, it takes me weeks or months or, you know, time like under my own my own time frame instead of you're given no four days to write with people especially the likes of like Lisa Hannigan, Paul Noonan from X one and um, A. E. Mack like these artists I've been looking up to my whole life you know so it was like nerve-wracking yeah. and um, that pressure was mad so I think like a mixture of the pressure and a mixture of not gigging for so long which is like yeah lost my voice and as well like I wasn't resting enough like usually if I'm home I'd get like 10 hours sleep or something like I'd go to bed in clear 10 and be up at eight no go to bed at 2am sorry and I'll be up at 8am mm. and like I just like my voice is just not, like what's going on like it's like I know my voice so well and even if I like I belt and I do a lot of grit and a lot of growling and my voice always holds up. But then I came home and I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I've lost my voice. I don't know what to do. And I was freaking out so much. And then I just, I was texting those of my mates. I was like, okay guys, who can I go to? What can I do? Is there a vocal? I was looking at vocal doctors. Like I just had a complete freak. So anyway, I came home and I rested for like three days and um, just took it easy and my voice was back to normal. So all I needed was actually just the rest. It was just rest. I needed, you know, mm-hmm. and the stress mixture of stress and not resting is the worst thing, I think, for your vocals.
0: A hundred percent. And, uh, you know, as well as like overuse. So like overuse can be like ta- ec- talking in more stressful env- environments or talking more regularly or, you know, extra singing and then everything combines. So it's like the extra work but then you can you can actually get like muscle tension as well from maybe just being a little bit anxious and kind of on edge and kind of like trying to you know do things right. It's a mixture of
1: everything yeah. Yeah,
0: It it never
1: happened before so I'm kind of I don't want to say I'm happy but I'm kind of glad it kind of happened just so now I know what I need for my voice you know Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful my voice is okay you know all I needed was just a sleep and just not be stressed so um now I know I know what to do next time anyway.
0: What do you have like a, a vocal routine? Like what's your kind of
1: Yeah, um so because I study in BIM, Kira O'Connor, she would come regularly. Um I don't know, Kira O'Connor, she's doing a lipids back and vocalist. Yeah. So she'll come and teach in BIM um regularly and she gave me this warm-up that she would usually do. So it's like five or six different warm-ups that I, I usually will try and do them every day just because I'm doing um, vocal exams at the moment. So I need to be singing every day and having my voice like um, top-notch. So um, I do that every day. I do some breathing exercises and some meditation would help as well. And on the floor, just like connecting with your um, diaphragm is very important just cause you need to breathe from your diaphragm. So you get no tension up here. And- that's kind of what I do. I actually would drink a lot of um, warm water or hot kind of semi-hot water with um, apple cider vinegar, some ginger, some honey, um, turmeric. What else would I have? Garlic. I just loads of mixtures in the pot, and I just mm-hmm. drink it. And um, even if it doesn't do anything for me mentally, if I feel like it does, so that kind of helps. That... Placebo
0: can work too, do you know. Oh, hundred percent. Any... Yeah. All those things are good for you regardless, you know. Exactly it's obviously, so. It's obviously um, helping. Mm. And tell me about your time in BIM. So you're in your last year now?
1: Yes, thank God. Yeah, is it I've like been a there for so, it's, it's, last year is, I don't know, like I was really looking forward to my last year, but now that it's not in physical college, it kind of breaks my heart a lot. Um, Just because I've been in BIM, this is my sixth year in BIM because I did a PLC not the yeah. PLC, the diploma. The CPD. CPD, yeah. God, I could not... See, it's been that long. <laughs> I did CPD and in my first... I did CPD for two years. Um, the first time round, I failed music theory and I had to repeat the module um, the year after. I think that's when I kind of met you in BIM, maybe. I think yeah. you, were, you were there I was in the CPD year.
0: as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it was my second CPD you were in. And... Um, yeah that's it definitely was because I remember seeing you at um the CPD gig in in Dittivity or something they used yeah. to be called yeah that's definitely where I met you but um yeah so I did CPD one then I did repeat in CPD two and then I did first year second year third year and then my final year so I'm kind of like bimmed out I'm ready to just to fly I'm... <laughs> exactly I'm ready to just oh I have so much plans you know for um after bim so I really want to just Finish my degree, please God, pass my degree, do good, and then, like, dive into the world of music. And I'm just ready. I'm so ready. Like, you know, but BIM has been yeah. great. I've learned so many things. I've met like all my best friends. So much connections. Like, we. I probably wouldn't be here sitting with you if I didn't go to BIM. You know. So mm-hmm. BIM has been, it's been amazing. It's been like, without BIM, there wouldn't be a Toshin So I'm so grateful for BIM. I'm so grateful.
0: So what has BIM been- given you the most what have you what have you taken what's your the one biggest thing that you've taken away from it
1: um networking 100 percent. i uh, it's just as i said before everything i do everyone i know if i didn't go to bim and network and just i said yes to everything and i just went to everything went to all the gigs if someone asked me oh will you do back and vocals, would be in my band yes and then i'd get something else from that it was just literally like a connection like links it was just a link to link to link to link to link so um of course the teaching and the tutors and the friends has been amazing but the biggest thing for me it's 100 percent the connections 100 percent.
0: yeah because without the connections there would be no work
1: oh no no work i my you whole band it. my whole band was made from connections so you
0: all got you all so your whole band is from bim
1: oh, all from bim
0: yeah and are they all, are you all in the same year or are you from different years or
1: no, so some of us graduated, some of us dropped out. Are me and Lewis in our final years?
0: Okay, cool. So I know Taryn, he's yeah. a guitarist, right? And he was yeah. in like... and what was the band he was in? The Megacone? no? Um, by Curious. By Curious, yeah. Yes. He, he was in another band before that as well, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, he was. Oh, I can't remember what they're called
0: i remember re- really liking them but i actually can't remember what they were called either. yeah
1: oh that's so annoying but
0: my curious are amazing too like oh my amazing. curious
1: are so good um tyron actually with covid and all, he actually left the band so no one really knows we haven't really announced that yes for sure you, just, you can get the download but <laughs> there you um, go <laughs> you yeah, here to he, hear first guys <laughs> exactly um yeah he left the band a few months ago just with covid and all i think everyone kind of realized you know different things and a lot of things have changed. So um, we are actually working with a new guitar player at the moment. Um so we're just doing a few bits with him and see if he fits the band. We actually, our drummer left as well and our saxophone player left as well. So um, it's kind of a new, a new thing for Toshin.
0: So we were, we were talking about the band and I was asking about, um, all the everyone you met in your band is from college. And you were saying you've got a few, a few lineup changes. Um, but I know that I know you have some other things to talk about, like the change in direction of music. I thought we can talk about that, like maybe maybe close to the end. Yeah. But um, I might hop back to the songwriting camp that you did and tell, yeah, tell us about that and what it was like working with all those artists.
1: It was life changing. I went to Clare and no one has ever heard of Hibernacle and it hasn't been a thing till this year. And... I didn't even know what to expect, but it was honest to God, it was actually like a life-changing week for me. Um, I came back wanting to quit my job and just dive into music full-time. And like, I'm so excited to like finish college. Um, It was just amazing. Like, you know, I was working or talking to people that's been in the industry for years and years. Like again, Lisa Hannigan, Paul Noonan, um, he was in Bed X1, AE, Mac, even like, the band Jake Curran who is Niall Horan's guitar player and all these like amazing amazing artists that I've looked up to for years and just seeing them it was like this is what I want to be or this is where I want to be and maybe even bigger in the next like 15 to 20 years you know it's like a long 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 term goal for me and um, I just got gained so much wisdom and knowledge from them as well and not even only in like music, just in like life lessons. It was just such I just can't believe um Una Malloy um turning pirate just created something. I don't I don't even think she expected the outcome herself. Um it was just so wholesome, especially like in COVID times when there's no gigs, there's nothing. So imagine being able to go to um Claire in Dulin, um getting to stay in a hotel for one week, getting breakfast, lunch, dinner, um, and then on top of that, do music, writing. You know, it was just mind blown. There was like
0: so, Yeah, I was gonna say you could if you wanna like tell us a bit about the process and like Yeah, so um, yeah.
1: Um uh, Monday to Thursday or Monday to Wednesday, there was like six or seven breakout rooms and um it was obviously all COVID um how do I write, COVID science thank you that word <laughs> so everyone had to wear their masks and um, then was loads of windows open there's a ventilation hand sanitizers so it was all like perfect and um everyone had their own rooms but um for songwriting it was kind of like um dating it was kind of like um so, i don't know music dating. dating dating app kind of thing so you meet people and be like hey i want to write a song with you and then you book a room so then there's like eight rooms and then we all booked anyone who I wanted to write with so I wrote with um Hannes, Nilo, um, Felicia Speaks and I collaborated with Neve from Ham Sandwich and AMAC that's so cool and I think Sun as well Susan O'Neill mm. so um yeah we all just like I remember my first day um the first night there i was eating my dinner and a melody just came in my head and hannes was beside me and he was like oh would you like to write a song tomorrow and i was like yeah i'm after actually just coming up with something a melody or something he's like All "Right, cool so the next morning we literally booked a room for an hour and a half and we wrote the song it was literally easy yeah. i was like i'm me i was very like not confident in writing so for me to like be in that space and writing a song in that amount of time i was shook you know I think the pressure helped the pressure definitely helped
0: yeah I think I would feel the same um I I got so comfortable writing with my band um that when my band broke up I was like oh eh, god I don't know what to do and like I do have a good few songs written since I broke up with my band but I I'm so not confident I'm like afraid to show anyone and like I don't know oh, you know so like yeah, I'd say that experience was probably like terrifying but exhilarating at the same time.
1: Exactly. No, it was terrifying, but um I wouldn't have wished it to happen in any other way, you know. Um yeah, and then once all the songs were written by Wednesday, Thursday night was the first live stream. And it just worked very well. We obviously prior to this we rehearsed with the um house band and everything. So it was really good.
0: Did you sing the songs on the live stream that you wrote? Yeah. That's so
1: cool. Yeah, it was really cool. And then like some of stick covers, or I did one of my songs from Toshine. So that's where A. E. Mac and Susan O'Neill and Neve would they did it backing vocals and kind of joint vocals on that track.
0: I've seen the video actually. Yeah. But um yeah, it was just so cool. It was so cool. Amazing. And then have you kept have you kept in touch with any of these? People
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We we still all have the group chat, so we're all chatting. in And if we have any new like releases or anything we'll all just post it in and everyone was just oh, i was actually to one of the girls today felicia and uh, just seeing how she's keeping so uh, yeah it's pretty good and um, i hopefully hopefully they bring it back next year and i can go
0: that's, that's so cool so i think they have something similar in um in america it, like i think it's called ultimate artists okay. and they like do like all these workshops for performers and songwriting like, workshops, it's probably, like, it's probably loaded them all over the place, but, like, it's really nice that there's someone in Ireland, and, like, you know, you kind I of know. meet people like that. And it I was know. the first year. This... It was the first
1: year, yeah, it was great. Like, I oh, I do it every month if I could. But it's actually nice that it was, like, towards Christmas, because it was just something to look forward to. Um,
0: yeah. And t- and you, I know you did you did quite a few live streams actually over the year. Um, Thank how you. did that come about, or did you just get approached, or did you have to apply, or how does that work?
1: Um, I think we were I think we were approached for most of them just because personally I wouldn't be a live stream kind of person just because I love my eight piece band behind me. You know that kind of thing. So I would never in- insinuate to like, oh, I'm going to do a live stream, and I just felt like. I, I'd be very confident with a crowd to bounce off, but like without a crowd, God, my confidence would be gone. So, um, I know we did Ireland Music Week. um, So we were asked to do that one, um, which was really good. It was amazing, like, because there was like loads of cameras and as well as just like getting to perform on the stage again, you know, we got like videos, live videos out of it. Wow, it
0: was great.
1: And also those videos got to go on RT. Um, the RT's, um, you know, the streaming. The player. The player. The God, RT my player words player. are very bad. Yeah. So i got to go on RT player. So like so much things came out of live streams this year. And um, I've always wanted to play Ireland in Music Week. So to play it in this form of way was amazing. I'm it's so true. I've
0: seen your name popping up so much over the year. And I, I don't know, like I never used to watch TV. So maybe I miss, miss a lot of stuff. But like um, we do, ha- we started watching the RT player actually. um during lockdown and everything and i just what i noticed was there there was so much support for like irish artists and yeah, i don't amazing. know is that a, a new thing or is, is that has that been the case for a while or am i just
1: completed? i think it's a new thing just because there's no gigs <laughs> Do you yeah. know because i've never seen it. i've been in the industry now for like four years and this is the first i've seen of the kind of support we're getting this year which is amazing the grants and everything you know yeah. it's just it's overwhelming and i'm so thankful <laughs> to be part of this you know i'm so thankful
0: did you guys get uh apply for a grant
1: we didn't actually apply for a grant just because we, we were going through that change with the band and it was just wouldn't have been the right decision so You're i just in
0: limbo.
1: yeah in i just kind of left it you know because some people i know who got the grant they're you know they're given a time frame you need to have like stuff released in the next couple of months and it was just been useless for us like in the moment of time like you know yeah so um hopefully it comes about again and i'm more settled and i can apply for a Please god
0: yeah it's it's awesome but you know at the end of the day like you can get a you know you get approached because you have the product, like you have a good product your your music is just just so quality like i love it like i love like motown and soul and gospel and all that stuff like so it's really up my alley where did you um record your albums and how did you plan a tour
1: um so i recorded my ep like we've recorded in so many different places but for the ep we recorded in pocket studios um I think I can't even remember where it is it's close to Malahide but um, a guy called Rob Ke- Rob Kennedy who went to Bim also okay. um he um owns the studio and I got the contact from Zafwo and she produced my EP um she also went to Bim and that's how I kind of met her I met her at a Bim gig years ago and um, so yeah so I recorded that in Pocket Studios and it was mixed by um James James Darkin from Black Mountain Studios up in dundalk and it was mastered by Pete. I can't even remember Pete's second name, but I just know he's <laughs> called Pete and he's a master for the, loads of the
0: album if you need to know guys. <laughs>
1: exactly. Um but um yeah we recorded that it was very last minute the EP like of course everything Toshin does is last minute it's so bad. But um it was recorded last minute like two years ago in Pocket Studio we Studios recorded the entire EP for four days and it was mixed in like two weeks and then maybe less than a month later it was released it was just a madness it was like the most stressful four weeks of my life but I felt like working under pressure I get the most and the best.
0: Yeah like I think that's amazing that you, that you were able to just throw it out like that because like when my band recorded we took oh, we, we recorded our album over the space of a year and a half Wow! Like it's only an eight-track album. Like it's just it's just the way life happened. We just. Uh, it.
1: but it probably works. That's probably the way you guys, you know, work. You know, I feel like th- different bands work in such different ways. um even now, like we say to ourselves, like okay, like we know we won't release a single, so we'll give ourselves a year, but we'll still do it last minute. It's just it's just us, you know, and that's the way we work best. Under it's pressure.
0: working for you so far, so.
1: Ooh, yeah I kind of like to change it at some point because it really I'm getting gray hairs just from like stress <laughs> I work under stress you know like even with college work and everything like if it's not due like three days prior I'm not gonna like I need to give myself three days to work on it It's just that's when I'll get the best results you know
0: yeah it's difficult to motivate yourself without a deadline literally like, within
1: reach almost you know I'm so scared for my thesis because I really need to start working on it because it's so
0: you'll get there you've done you've you've made it this far doing it this way so you'll get there um so tell me about how much support has BIM given you how supportive has BIM as an institution for their their students
1: BIM has been super supportive um like even like little opportunities that locally to other people but for me as huge Is like the end of term gigs and the live and miracle gigs because that's how I met my band by just asking them like oh would you like to play this song for end of term and you know that's how I met them so the opportunities like just having those wee gigs having us play at like um, open days having us play at like any big and actually we got the Great Escape Festival. (laughs) Yeah, I yeah, we good, got yeah. that um, gig, but we obviously couldn't play it because of COVID. But BIM was the ones who recommended us to the Great Escape, you know. So they've been so, so, so supportive. And I just don't think I'd be where I am today if it wasn't for BIM and the tutors and um, James Byrne, anne Shields, Shields, um, Shelley, just Tina, just so many people in BIM. I'm so grateful for Alan, like just so many people in BIM. I, could, I can't believe I'm leaving and not getting to actually physically see them you know, hopefully I get to see them at some stage, but, um,
0: I'm sure you'll keep in touch, you know, and like the, the industry is a small place in Ireland. So like, you know, you'll probably keep meeting them in different situations as, as time goes on. And um, how, how much support do you have you gotten from the industry in general or where do you feel like there could be more support? Um, you know, what's your thoughts on kind of support from the industry in general?
1: I think the industry are doing, they're doing okay. Like the music industry is okay. I wouldn't be like, the people who have supported Toshin so far, I'm so grateful for like the likes of John Barker and and 98FM. He's been so supportive, but um, sometimes I wish the industry could be a tiny bit better in terms of communication, just cause as as an independent artist, I pay for everything myself. Um, like all the money from the gigs, we don't pay ourselves as the band. We it all goes back into recording and the music. So, um, just for the likes of like PR and stuff, I wouldn't be able to afford PR myself. So I was actually kind of ranting about this on Instagram the other day. Um, that I would love if like blogs and radio and, and newspapers or whatever could. Look out for independent artists who are doing everything themselves and who are, who can't afford PR and who are emailing hundreds and hundreds of emails that they begged other people for, you know, so I'd love if they could just support independent artists more and even just replying to an email would go such a long way for me because I'm literally in the middle of it now, I'm releasing a new single in the next few weeks and I've been doing all the PR myself and I literally had sleepless nights trying to get emails and then emailing people and then press releases and then just there's so much to it and just you know not even getting like five or three emails back is just so heartbreaking and it kind of is just like, oh, like, why am I even doing this? You know, like, no one's listening. Like, what's the point? You know, it breaks my heart. But then, of course, when I get gigs like Ireland Music Week and um, Herbernical and I look back, I'm like, okay, this is why I'm doing it. There is a bit of support in the industry. Like, people are, actually know who I am, you know?
0: Do you think that part of the, part of that kind of lack of communication um, is maybe because these people who are getting overwhelmed with emails, like, how could they possibly reply, like, how could they possibly kind of tailor an email to each individual that that um that gets in touch with them?
1: Yeah, I hundred percent, I hundred percent get that as well. So I I have to look at it in in different perspectives as well. Like, yeah, they're definitely flooded, especially like with the grants given. There's loads of people releasing stuff and writing at the moment. But um, yeah, as just as an artist as myself, I'm I'm obviously going to go to that mindset. Like, God. I've been working so hard and so it's definitely like loads and loads of art- artists have been working so hard but I'm obviously going to be selfish and just think of me like why are they not replying to me I've been doing so well please reply to me but I um, know you're so right they're definitely um, overwhelmed with emails but then I don't know I just don't know how I to think about it like or how I can make myself feel better because I don't know but yeah, what, yeah, like
0: what hmm. do you think could be done to to maybe show a bit more support. Like one 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 thing that I would, would think of just off the top of my head is like, um, let's say like anyone who who is maybe applying for things that don't get it or, you know, sending out emails and they're not getting replied to, it, maybe those people should be put into kind of like a little like pool or whatever. And maybe maybe those people then, There should be like a team of people that reaches out to those.
1: Yeah, if I was thinking that as well,
0: you know, to maybe offer maybe advice, maybe a career advice or maybe give you tips on how to get do better next time or something like that.
1: Yeah, I know. When I the past three years I applied for Iron Music Week and I didn't get them, um Angela Adorn, she'd actually personally ring you and tell you, okay, this is not this is why you didn't get it, maybe working this, maybe working this and I that that literally went so far for me and the next year we got the gig. So, you know, people replying, I like I know people are so busy and there's um overflowed of emails, but just I think some blogs and some radio should definitely look into trying their very best to reply to people even if it's just like a one-line email like okay i'm so sorry Um, maybe next time try again even just like maybe next time try again motivates me like okay they've seen it at least they've seen my um song or email or my press release because you know it kind of feels like why am i working this hard if no one's gonna see it you know it's it took me four hours to write up this press release and design it and putting all my efforts so it's kind of is kind of disheartening
0: yeah like maybe some kind of platform where like a database of artists is is kind of formed maybe this it already exists maybe through the likes of Imro or something but uh, yeah that you know like say if you don't get picked for something that maybe you're you can join like um an association or something where you can you can log in and have access to like blogs and um tutorial materials and different (laughs) webinars and things like that that like industry professionals maybe something like that where you you might not get picked for something but okay let's but now i have membership to this group that like provides uh tutorials and um sample sample uh press releases and like all like all this sort of thing like some something like that just to give Mm. some kind of value back to the people who are Working so hard and trying so hard to get the music out there, do you know.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah.
0: Because it yeah. is. I. I. I understand it. Because like, even when my band was together, like we applied for festivals every year, and we were together for eight years, and we never got anything. And we even had, and we even released an album, and nothing ever happened. So I was like,
1: Oh, but that's so disheartening. Like it breaks break my heart. Yeah.
0: It's hard. So what, like, like most people would know that. Artists don't. It's difficult to have to earn a living from from releasing original music. Yeah. Um. So why do we do it? Why do you do it? How
1: do you? I do it? it. I do music. I go to college and I also work part time in Andos, but. The reason I always go back to the music and music will always be my number one is just because the passion and the trill. For me, it's the trill. The trill I get on stage when I put on my dress and I put on my outfit and I am bit my eight piece or my seven piece. Just the trill and the passion for me. I just love it. And I just couldn't see myself do anything else. You know, um, I couldn't see myself doing anything else in the music industry, aside from the music industry, sorry.
0: What would you, Would you have any, like, any advice for anyone, maybe say like anyone who's in school, maybe, or someone who's thinking of of trying to make a career in the music industry? Like, would you suggest that they go down a certain pathway or anything like
1: that? I'd say, if possible, like, if first of all, if they're unsure, I'd, if they're unsure by doing music and could be like, oh, is it worth my time or whatever, I'd highly recommend to PM to CPD and BIM just because. That, put my, that puts me into perspective and i know a lot of people like i obviously knew doing the cpd i'm definitely going to the bachelor's degree anyway but i know a lot of people who are very unsure like oh i don't know if this is for me or not and they got a taste of the cpd and they're like okay yeah i know definitely what i want to do so my biggest advice would definitely do a plc or and um, to the, C- the cpd or diploma or something in music and um, definitely go for it and um, you know and also if they do want to like do business or whatever they want to do music will always be there like it's bim is um accommodates all ages and anything like i know there's a few there's two people in our year who are retired um and they're in like their 60s 70s and they're, now they're doing bim and they're getting their de- their um, degree so i um, highly recommend bim highly 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 recommend BIM.
0: so you're kind of thinking if you're if you're thinking about going to career in music then go to
1: education first. Yeah. I, I say go to education first or you can definitely just, like, I want to say, it, like, just go out there and put up videos and record. But, like, BIM is where I got all my connections and I just, I couldn't see myself going into the big bad world before going to BIM. I couldn't. Yeah.
0: I think it can be quite intimidating for, like, a new band, especially younger bands um yeah. who are trying to, like, Get gigs and make connections by just ringing venues and saying like don't, they don't even really know who they're supposed to be talking to. Okay. Whereas, like this, the likes of somewhere like BAME or even maybe Cork School of Music, where I am, and a few different places like that, um, there's kind of a foundational network set yeah. up for you. So it's yeah. kind of like, um, it kind of like gives you like a leg in. Exactly. A leg up. <laughs> Exactly. on saying it <laughs> like up
1: <laughs> in exactly. a sense
0: because you're yeah you're you're introduced to this network of people that can kind of help you advance in your career whereas if you don't 10%. have have that then you're kind of you
1: just don't know where to what direction exactly. to go anyway yeah totally. same definitely and I'd say it again like any age it it adapts to because like there's I'm in I'm 23 now and there's people like 70 there's people there's 18 like it's just there's people in their 30s 40s 50s like and they're going somewhere you know there's those people in bands like I've seen people a man who he was in BIM in his 40s and now he's in a band and he's fully like he was going on tour last year like it doesn't matter it doesn't yes. really matter
0: no it doesn't as I said I'm in my 30s now and I'm back in college so you really can go back whenever you want if if that's what you want to do you know if you want to to do a degree or go back and study or whatever like you can do it whenever you know as long as it suits you in your life
1: exactly um
0: so what what's the plan for you like going forward like say like you're you're five do you have a five-year plan or do you have kind of like you were saying you have so many ideas and things that you want to do when you leave leave been what what's what's happening after you're oh um i
1: obviously want to to be gigging and still be in Toshin. Like Toshin is my my goal for like at least ten years anyway. To be in that band and develop the band no matter what happens, no matter who leaves, no matter who stays, um I still want to do Toshin. But aside from that, um this kinda of inspired in my day job. So I'd work I'd work in Nando's as a coordinator. So I would send out all the food and I'd organize everything. So um I would love to that kinda of inspired me musically that I'd love to like organize gigs and I'd love to like um run festivals and I know when I was in like my first year of BIM I actually ran a gig in the jug years ago and it actually went really well so I'd love to like maybe after BIM I'd love to like mirror someone in the industry who's doing that already and um just do or just like start my own brand Toshin and love to like do like festivals and gigs and seminars and just chat to people and just like I, I want Toshin to be a brand not only a band but I want it to be a brand and I want loads of people to to know Toshin for loads of good things so that's kind of my plan for the next like few years after BIM. I don't know how it's going to happen but please god <laughs> it happens in some form of way.
0: Yeah well I mean that's that's that all sounds l- like great like it sounds really exciting and I think you Know we we might go study a degree in music, but uh, those degrees can open up so many doors oh, yeah. like events management and
1: exactly and that
0: side of things. Like, you know, or even would you ever think of going back and um, lecturing in colleges or anything like that?
1: I'd love to do some teaching. I don't know if i will be if I'd be cut out for it, but I would love to do it. I'd love to, like, I've seen that I'd love to do a master's, but I just don't think. I can go back to college for another while. So maybe in like the future, future, future. I might go back and do a masters. But um maybe I might, I was looking to do a diploma in business or something just to get myself or like an event planning or something along those lines, just to get another um another another, I can't speak today. Another yeah, it's, it's grand. <laughs> There's something, you know, yeah, on, on my back. Yeah, but yeah,
0: definitely. Well, I kind I kind of did the same. I like throughout my twenties, I like I did lots of different diplomas because I was kind of trying to like get a little bit better at this, and get a little bit better at that. Like, and I did like an events management course, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Cool. psychology course. I did performing arts, songwriting.
1: Wow. <laughs> was, like,
0: I've done so many diplomas, which yeah. eventually then decided to go back and do my degree. But but I but for the same reasons, I just thought, well, if I'm going to be in a band and I'm going to be self managing then events management probably is a good thing to study and get oh, yourself so yeah because I think a lot of artists are not so business minded and no. I think that's like really important in this day and age I like guess 100% yeah was there much um weight put on that side of of the industry when you're in college like was there much weight put on the side of like business management and like kind of knowing that side of things
1: yeah, in first and second year, there's a business module that's compulsory. So um, I was, I, that was my favourite module. That's when I knew like, I wanted to do like okay. the business, being the business as well. That's kind of why, well, part of why we don't have a manager right now, and I'm kind of managing things myself. Like, But now it's kind of getting too much that okay, I do need a manager. But I, I kind of enjoyed being a control and doing this and doing that, and I learned all of that in my first and second year in BIM. And now in my final year, I picked the business module. Which is really, really good. It's um taught by Mick Rowe, who's just so, he's a genius, you know. So um, yeah, business is very, very important. Um, without business, I just don't think you'd survive as a band. Like a decent uh, knowledge of business.
0: Definitely, it's it's um, it's difficult. Unless some people are just kind of like wired that way to kind of want to know about that stuff. Like you probably yeah. always had a little bit of an entrep- entrepreneurial streak on you you know, whereas some yeah. people just, just aren't. But that's mm. okay because, I mean, I think you're doing the right thing as well, though, like ma- self-managing until it gets too much and then exactly. for, look for someone to kind of support you. Yeah. So um, what was I going to say? So you have a new single coming out soon. We do. I was spying on your Instagram stories, <laughs> and I seen you talking about maybe a slight change in musical direction. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that without any spoilers, if you don't want to spoil anything?
1: Or oh, you're grand. Um, just with um us losing our guitar player and the one of our saxophone players and our drummer, and just getting in new people, there's definitely going to be a form of change in some kind of way. So, um, Taryn, who was kind of the main writer with myself, he would play a lot of rock music and very like rock influenced the band. So with Taryn gone, um. It's gonna be such a different dynamic, writing wise, just because no one really has that rock element. So, um, and when I started Toshin, the goal was kind of soul, RB, Mowtai kind of vibe. So I feel like now that Tyrant's gone, maybe we can actually just dive really into that soul and R&B kind of vibe, but still also start try and stay true to ourselves in the rock element because I really enjoyed going mental on stage and singing it and, and,
0: <I would> like. <laughs> yeah I loved
1: it so um I'm kind of happy the new song we're gonna release is kind of R&B soulish, but it kind of made me realize that yes I've dived into what I kind of wanted to dive in but it kind of made me realize that I really want to stay in the rock kind of heavy funk element so um, I'm happy I dived into it but um it kind of made me realize that no I think Toshin might stick to the rock Kind of funky element. It might not be the same, obviously, because Tyron's not there to write. Yeah. But um, it's we're gonna try our very best to to keep it in the same kind of loop.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting actually, because each band member brings such a different thing oh, so to your music. You know, mm. because you know, if you bring it, even if you brought in someone like obviously you're going to be bringing in someone else now to play, um, play your play your songs on guitar, but they're not they're not Taryn so they're going to play exactly. it in way and they're going different. to be influenced by their own musical
1: taste exactly it's different. going to be so different yeah and it's been very hard trying to get the right guitar player in um just because you know everyone has such different tastes and everyone plays so differently and like you have to look at like if they're a session player if they're a writer like it's so much things coming to perspective And um, yeah we're so lucky to have Taryn in the band you know very lucky
0: yeah and so you know um <laughs> But yeah, we were we were talking about the the new song that's coming out. So it's called yeah. what's She. She, yeah. What's it about?
1: She is about loving yourself. So Toshin would recently, in the last few years, um, I'd always sing about trashy men, and all my songs would be like, fuck men, and they're all trash and all. Mm-hmm. But um she is basically like brand, like it's going to be branded as like Toshin is all grown up because she obviously is all grown up and she's putting the trashy men side of her behind her and she's um going to be talking about soft love and Toshin recently got into relationships so she's kind of like found love again but in the midst of finding all this love she's kind of like I don't even think I love myself how can I love somebody else you know so she is about like um Toshi loving herself before loving a guy so that's kind of what the song is about it's a bit messy but yeah.
0: Yeah, a... that's like such good um life advice though like you have to love yourself before anyone else can.
1: exactly leave. I actually got that from RuPaul
0: oh I've been watching RuPaul like for the last week or two
1: <laughs> I'm obsessed I've watched oh, every season twice probably but yeah
0: it's like shots what's it Tashay Away
1: Tashay <laughs> Away yes Queen uh, RuPaul actually because since Tyron is left so I've been writing trying to write my own stuff as well uh, for Toshin and RuPaul has influenced that in so many ways like you actually wouldn't believe yeah
0: it's really interesting actually because I actually when, from watching RuPaul um, I was getting a lot of uh, motivation and kind of like self-love and stuff from it like about mm-hmm. kind of being confident in yourself and like doing your own thing
1: mm what have you gotten from it? I've gotten exact same thing as you. Self-love, doing my own thing. That quote she says at the end, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? That is like my life quote, you know, and that's kind of what inspires me nowadays because like with lockdown and all, you, get, you'll get like, you could get depressed and everything and you get in like a the hole trying to dig yourself out of this hole and um, just saying that quote to yourself every day and just watching RuPaul is really like, something so silly I thought was a joke at the start really has motivated me to do a lot um oh just even writing wise like like life-saving RuPaul RuPaul Drag I reckon.
0: though isn't it when you find some like mm. news like that yeah um what else what would like was there anything else kind of in the last few years that have really been a amused for you that kind of have made you had some kind of like thoughts about like transformation or like a new la- layer of yourself or-
1: um I went to see my first year in BAM, I went to see a band called Tank of the Bangas I don't know if you heard of Tank of the Bangas they're from New Orleans and I think you would actually say that I'm the Tesco version of Tank of the Bangas they're literally <laughs> like this American band and they're like an eight piece as well and they're just mental they're very theatrical and she's who and um, Tariana who's the lead singer um, they call her Tank but she is the le- she's like who inspired Toshin without Tank like there literally wouldn't be Toshin today like she's definitely just the theatrics and her the way she is with her back vocalist it's just inspired me so much and um, they're definitely a big 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 part of Toshin Tank and the Bangas I'll well,
0: definitely check them out. I don't know them, but I do oh, know that when I saw you live in the Crane Lane, I loved the interaction with the backing singers. Yeah. And the rest of the band as well, you were all bopping.
1: Yeah. And oh, everyone else
0: was bopping with you.
1: Yeah. Oh, Shannon, who's my backing vocalist, she's amazing. She's just, oh, I don't know. She was, she's been, in, she went, she'd actually, she actually was actually in CPD with me the first year. And then she went on to like second year and third year and then she left BIM. And she left Toshin as well at some stage, but I literally just couldn't do it her. I literally begged her to be back in the band. I just can't. She's literally like my right-hand man, if that's the saying or whatever. Yeah,
0: yeah but like when someone leaves, it really changes the dynamic of the oh, band too. Oh, really, two, you really right does, know, yeah. Sometimes for the bad and sometimes for the good.
1: Exactly, yeah. no, you're right, yeah.
0: Or sometimes it can force you into, like, just going in a new direction as, exactly. as, as exactly. we are going in now. So exactly. so um, when is she be- going to be released?
1: She will be released on the 29th of January. It's the same weekend as my birthday. So I was oh. like, I want to do something. i time. Mean, so Happy birthday in advance. Thank you. It's
0: thank you. <laughs> 29th of yeah, January, is it?
1: Yeah, it's 29th of January on all streaming platforms. And... Um, if anyone's listening, you can pre-save it now. Link is in my bio. Yeah,
0: I have the yeah. I have the link actually saved there as so well. Pop it in. It was so Thank nice you. chatting to you.
1: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. It's been great chatting to someone about music. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's <laughs> so while. nice just to kinda mm. like ask it about I love like hearing about how different people got to where they're doing and like Yeah,
1: it's great stories, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially like artists you've listened to or people you talk to.
0: What was I going to say? Do you listen to many podcasts yourself?
1: Um, I've been listening to this Nigerian kind of podcast. I was never really into podcasts, until I started listening to um this Nigerian one. It's called um oh, Pints of Malt. That's oh. what it's called, Pints of Malt, and um it's really cool. It's just about four lads, and they just talk about like their Nigerian experiences and stuff. So it's really entertaining for me. Um, so I really like them. Who do I, I listen to that? Um, I the music industry yep. one mm-hmm. your man I, he's Mark. from a band he's in the band I can't remember the band what they're called but anyway he's in the band. yeah I Is know it, who you're talking
0: about Mark, I've
1: forgotten his oh name. I can't even think yet.
0: I'm like really bad at remembering like name yeah. things like even if I just just looked at it before we chatted I'd still forget it like I'm just
1: oh laughing. I'm the worst like I'm the <laughs> worst but um yeah I've listened to them so that's what got me into podcasts recently I listen to the John Barker one as well sometimes on a Sunday because just to hear new music. I love new music from Irish artists. Yeah, John Barker. He usually have one on a Sunday.
0: Would you have any like books or just someone to like go check out or anything like that?
1: Yeah, Um, definitely go check out Zaffo. Zapho like
0: someone who was involved in your album, right?
1: Yeah, Zappo she produced my EP. She's gonna be releasing an album very, very soon. But she's just an amazing woman and she runs the X Collective. Oh cool, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm in the X Collective that she she runs. Um also Tolly McKay. You've probably heard of Tolly McKay. She uh, Yeah. She's been her name's been floating around the last few weeks. Um she's just amazing 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 vocalist um, and also the last person would be Felicia Speaks who oh, is yeah. actually a poet oh
0: cool
1: he's a poet and um she does um sp- spoken words words yeah. spoken words oh, god wow spoken I can word yeah yeah she does a spoken word I met her in um, a hibernical and uh, she's just the coolest person ever and she's just so smart and so good with words <laughs> yeah so I'm um, definitely check them out they're three cool people I Love
0: actually them. like recently only started kind of getting back into like poetry and stuff again mm. I can't a guy's name he's, he's, so was, good for he's summer, on the yeah. Late Late Show a while ago and he's from Dublin and he I forgot his name again, I'm but he really he like did like a spoken word poem on the Late Late Show wow. and like everyone's like blown up about it but like I just love I used to love poetry like I started off writing poetry before music yeah songs. it makes sense
1: yeah
0: and like yeah so I definitely would love to check out that girl Felicia Ooh.
1: oh she's great she's so good she's so good
0: anything else you want to add in or
1: um that's really it. I've spoken about my single there's nothing really else going on for me apart from trying to finish college
0: yeah, well, yeah. no
1: thank you so much for having me it's been great
0: thank you're you you're welcome and thanks so much for giving me the time I know it's a well, long I love where is the
1: Thank you so much.